happy feast of the presentation of the Lord. This February 2nd is 40 days after Christmas. And so this is a time in which we remember that 40 days after Christ's birth, Mary and Joseph had to go to the temple to offer up a sacrifice for Mary's purification. Even though Mary wasn't really needing to go because she wasn't in sin, she did not have sin, so why did she have to follow the law of Moses? Well, to help show that Jesus really became man. And to not cause too much attention to Jesus and the Holy Family. They grew up, and Jesus grew up hidden in Nazareth until he really let his ministry shine forth his light. And Mary and Joseph, we heard, offered up a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons And we see how Jesus then comes in to the temple. And that is what this feast day really commemorates with the candlelight procession. Now we did the, the simple form, of just the solemn entrance. But on this day, traditionally, throughout church history, there would be a candlelight procession, when possible, into the church the people of God would go out into the darkness carrying the light and would show forth to the world they are bearing light. These candles then are blessed and the people are encouraged to have blessed candles in their own homes to remind them that they are the lamps bearing the light of Christ. It's good to have blessed candles in the home in times of, you know, just family devotion. My family growing up every day, we would light the candle in front of the image of the Divine Mercy and a statue of Mary as we'd pray the rosary of the Divine Mercy chaplet. And it's a great way to get the kids involved, to calm down and focus on our Lord and Lady and pray. It's also a great way for little kids to fall asleep. So if you're trying to you know, calm down the home at night, just have one little candlelight you know, in that time of devotion. And blessed candles are also good to have in the home uh, because of other situations that might come. Uh, you know, anointing of the sick. When the priest comes, you should light a couple of candles for the priests. And also in times of storms or other crises, it's also good to light a blessed candle. And these candles then, again, they remind us of that baptismal candle we received at our baptism that, uh, you know, commonly the Godfather holds. And 
at Mass, we always have these candles. But today, you are holding candles here in the pews, uh, and these candles then represent that light in which you bear, since you are a temple of God. Especially at the gospel and during uh, the time of consecration, that light was to be held on this feast day. All the other masses, usually it's the altar servers who are holding the, the candles for you, but they are doing that as your representative. And so when you see those gospel candles being uh, held by the servers, remember that you too are holding that light during Mass and are to carry that light. When we say, go forth, the Mass is ended, you are to carry that light into the world. The temple at the time of Jesus' birth did not have the presence of God. When the temple was destroyed by the Babylonians, we can see in the Old Testament that the glory cloud lifted up out of the temple and left right before the Babylonians destroyed it completely. And we do not see again in Scripture, God coming to dwell, coming to give his presence to that temple until the Feast of the Presentation. And this is prophesied by the prophet Malachi. We heard in our first reading, Lo, I am sending my messenger to prepare the way before me, and suddenly there will come to the temple the Lord whom you seek. Who is this messenger? St. John the Baptist. And soon after him comes Christ. And it's not just a prophet coming into the temple. It is God himself. He is the true light. As we hear in the prologue of the gospel to St. John, Christ is that light which enlightens every man. St. John the Baptist just gave to cave testimony. He was just the lamp bearing that light. But Christ is that true light. And he is the one who then comes into the temple to show forth the presence of God and to enlighten the whole world. As we hear in Simeon's canticle, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, to all the people, not just Israel, but to the whole world. St. Thomas Aquinas, kind of building on St. Augustine, expounds on how is Christ the light to all, na uh, all nations? You know, what about all the people that weren't Israelites before Christ came? Or what about all the people who haven't even heard of the gospel? Well, Christ is a light in three ways. He is the light of nature. He is that word of God which uttered forth the existence of every creature, of every being. 
And so we come to understand all of creation through Christ, who is the Word, which made everything. And then Christ is also the light of grace, who enlightens us through his teachings and his sacraments. And then he is the light of glory by which we see God. And this light of glory is that heavenly light in which we enjoy that full union, that full relationship with the Holy Trinity. And it is permanent. Sometimes we hear of people who seem to get a glimpse of this light at the end of their death, where you know, it's been said on people's deathbed, all of a sudden their pupils become constricted and they look like they're seeing a great light just as before they die. This could perhaps be a little glimpse of that light of glory to come. And this light then of Christ overcomes the three forms of darkness. The darkness of ignorance. Think of how many people don't understand the purpose of human life, the purpose of nature. Think of how today in our society we keep twisting everything and trying to even remake nature, even to the point of we can even remake our gender to be whatever we want. That's how far ignorant we are today. And yet Christ conquers that darkness. He is that light of nature which conquers that darkness of ignorance. Christ then also conquers the darkness of sin. Sin blinds us. And we can all see around us how Sin just breeds more sin because it just makes us more blind and then makes us, more, makes us do more stupid things. But Christ is that light of grace which helps us to see reality as it really is and to conform then, give us that strength, that motivation in our heart and our will to do the right thing. And then Christ overcomes the darkness of condemnation in which one is deprived of the light of God, the light of glory for eternity. Christ is that light of glory which conquers that darkness of condemnation. He says, I am the light of the world. He who walks in dark, he who walks with me does not walk in darkness, but has the light of life. Christ is that light which conquers all darkness. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it, did not grasp it, did not overcome it, because light always overcomes darkness. Darkness doesn't stand a chance to the light. If you light a candle in a dark room, what's gonna happen? That light will begin to lighten the room. 
And it's the same for us then. We are called to bring that light into the world, to be lamps bearing the light of Christ. And so when St. Paul says in Scripture, overcome evil with good, he's telling us to be that light which helps conquer the darkness. You know, we see so much evil and so many times, uh, you know, I hear people say they're tempted to anger and frustration and hatred uh, in facing the trials and uh, suffering at the hands of others. And yet, how do we overcome all that? By doing the good, by doing the right thing, by giving blessings to those who curse us by always being charitable in all things. That is how we overcome the darkness, by being a light to the nations, by bearing the light of Christ, which conquers all darkness, which enlightens all. And important then in this is humility, for humility is the only way that we get rid of all the stuff that is blocking the light of Christ. You know, sin is like a, like a dirty window. You know, think of a lantern that's got the glass around it. Sin is muddying up, making mucky all that glass around the light. The more we are humble and ask God for his mercy, the more then, and the more we take advantage of the sacraments, my confession, and allow that glass then to be clean, the more we allow our light to shine. And that is why we say, you know, saints radiate such holiness because they are so pure and they are radiating the light of Christ. And Mary, our mother, she gives us that example of humility, especially on this day of presentation of the Lord, she comes for her purification according to the law of Moses. She did not need to follow this. She didn't ascribe to defending her rights, though. She didn't you know, tell the Lord, why should I follow this law of Moses for those in sin when I have no sin. No, she was humble and she presented herself like everybody else. And it is the same for us. We should not always be holding on to our rights or what is necessarily what we think we deserve. We, like Mary, ought to remain humble and always submissive to God's will. And the more than we submit to God's will, the more we can say, thy will be done, the more we show love of God and love of our neighbor and bear that light of Christ to the whole world. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. 
Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.